Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, your weekly insight into island sport, brought to you in association with Upgrade Fitness. Our thanks as ever to them for their support of the show. My name is Tony Kerr and with me as ever is Guernsey Press Sports Editor Gareth Prevo. Hi Tony. How are you doing? I'm not too bad in myself. I'm getting thoroughly fed up oh. with this weather. It just relentless rain just really sort of winds you up when you when you're hoping that all these big fixtures in sporting in any in many sports are coming along. You just know that they're going to be postponed because of the way the weather is. But uh, we can't do much about it. Unfortunately, yeah, we pretty much mentioned it. I think at the start of every pod for about the last five or six weeks, it is becoming a bit of a joke now. Well, I th- yeah, it's funny. I'm just having just driven back into the office in in the pouring rain. Uh, I think my my car stereo system was taking the Mickey out of me because it played back to back Beach Boys songs while on shuffle. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, certainly not feeling like summer, even though my my music b- b- was blaring out as if it was. Yeah, well, it is the first day of spring today, um, so things are hopefully looking up. And there's going to be a lot to cram in from the uh, from the winter sports, uh, certainly before the uh, summer seasons get underway. Um, just looking back over the back pages of the paper this week, um, we've been uh, covering boxing. There was uh, an open show at Beausajour last weekend, the start of the 5K series as well. News of um, an Ireland academy side coming to play Guernsey Cricket's men um, next month. Um, also a fantastic win for Guernsey FC on the road this week. One of their best ever, probably, if not their best ever in the, in the circumstances. Um, we will, of course, have full reaction to that on our football podcast on Monday when we'll uh, be joined um, by, uh, well, our colleague and uh, GFC's commentator, now um, star left midfielder, Harry Jones. The, the super sub that is Harry Jones, who <laughs> spent much of Thursday, uh, Tuesday evening sort of making eyes at Tony Vance to try and get on the pitch. And uh, it obviously worked because he came on and, and saw out the game for Guernsey FC. Obviously played a massive role in that victory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an awesome result. And uh, yeah, looking forward to chatting about that on Monday. On this show, though, we're going to be focusing on netball. Um, we uh, have news of the Interinsular squads on the back page of Friday's paper. That is ahead of um, the return of the netball Interinsular to Guernsey soil uh, next weekend. It'll be the first time the event's been staged in the island since 2019, which, um, uh, yeah, is a long time ago. Feels a long time ago now. So that will be really exciting um, to see it back uh, two days of action and we'll be looking ahead to that um, with uh, Guernsey Netball's head coach Sally Carnes. that's to come. Um, should we start with hockey though this week Gareth because uh, it's been a pretty busy couple of weeks for all of our island sides and there's um, a lot to look forward to as well. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a fantastic win for Guernsey ladies last weekend um, away to Gore Court in, in the uh, Tier 3 Championship. They um, went over there, they got a couple of goals in the first half through Becky McAllister and Tash Symes and um, by all accounts played very well and managed to keep a clean sheet as well. So they progressed with a 2-0 victory. Uh, they'll next host Broxbourne seconds in the quarterfinals. So they're, they're going really well. But yeah, it's been a been a really busy time on ter- in terms of the national knockouts for Guernsey's hockey teams, um, as well as the women. The, the men had a game against East Grinstead seconds uh, a fortnight ago and they played really well. It's such a shame to see them go out sort of 3-2 uh, right sort of in the last couple of minutes the winning goal came it was all the goals came via uh, penalty corners so it's um, typical that uh, it's you need to have a good drag flicker in your armory at that level in, in the men's tier two competition and East Grinstead are one of the biggest clubs in England so it's it's hardly surprising that they've got um, one of the best drag flickers as well um, but to be fair Matt Stokes proved sort of just as good for Guernsey he scored uh, both Guernsey goals that day and yeah like I say they played really well they they just could have they needed to convert just a couple of other chances they did go 2-0 up um but yeah in in hockey things can change really quickly it's such a fast and furious game 
that, um, yeah, unfortunately, they came out on the wrong side of that result. But they can be very proud of their performance, especially with the uh, interinsular just around the corner. Yeah, when is that? Uh, 16th of March. Yeah, I'm sure uh, all eyes will be on that um, over in Jersey. Uh, we've got GPL as well coming up, haven't we? There's a Hockey Premier League. Second yeah, they've it. It, yeah, they've they've made a sort of slight alteration to the format. It's going to be it's a it's a draft selection. The three squads have been picked. It's actually down from four squads last year, and they're actually going to host hold it over three successive weekends uh, this year. So there's going to be um, like a round robin held three successive Saturdays, and then a final in April. So um, that just gives the 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 men's Division One players a, a different competition. They get to play alongside uh, fresh faces, and uh, it, it went down really well last year. And they're, they're just looking to see how they can um, develop it and for the for the benefit of, of more players especially the youngsters they get the chance to play alongside the uh, the regular island players and uh, and it, it it will be a really good competition to be um, the three squads look very even on paper so um, yeah it'll be uh, interesting to see how that one plays out yeah something different for Guernsey's men um, after the interinsular hopefully uh, we'll be celebrating um, victory uh, well across the board in that um, anything else caught your eye this week Gareth? Um, well, it was a bit unfortunate a trip away for Raiders, but um, they they ended up losing thirty six twenty one at Barnes, which is one of the um, one of our old foes. Really, we play Barnes pretty much every year, but uh, they've improved a lot this season. They've they've gained a lot of good players. I think basically coming down from National One, they've they've really strengthened their squad. Um, and it was a bit of a typical sort of Guernsey away day that they, they had to play a bit of catch up, having conceded three tries in the first half, and it was very even after after half time. Um, I think it was pretty much scores matched after half time. But yeah, director of rugby Jordan Reynolds did um, sort of bemoan the fact that Guernsey got some of their exiting wrong in the first half, and they paid the price for it. If if you don't uh, clear your lines properly at that level, you're going to be punished, and they were in the first half. But I think he's very pleased with how things have gone since the turn of the year. Considering Guernsey, we were were sort of deep in a relegation um, fight uh, come Christmas um, to to win sort of four games on the trot, take bonus points from all those games, and have twenty points in that block of fixtures. Um, they can enjoy the rest they've got this week and then they've got a really big game coming up um, on the 9th when they host Westcom Park at Foots Lane. So um, they should be rested for that one nicely and uh, hopefully they can have a really um, in a really good march because they've got sort of three what you'd probably call winnable games. They're, they're always going to be tough, but um, they'll certainly be looking for a good return from those three games. Yeah, Westcom Park, sort of the best of the rest really in the table as, as things stand. So um, yeah, that will be a, a good marker for... Uh, for Raiders um, next weekend um, also this weekend a big trip for St Jack's um, who uh, had that one stutter so far this season and but they'll be tested again this time yeah there it's a second versus third clash in counties two Hampshire they they travel to Basingstoke who are currently second they're 11 points ahead of St Jack's but St Jack's have got a couple of games in hand although um, because of the postponements of, of local games uh, St Jack's game away now at Fording Bridge I think it is um, will count as a double header, so that, that there'll be a lot going into that game. But yeah, St. Jack's, if they can beat Basingstoke, then they'll put the pressure on the, on the top two. But um, it is sort of verging on a must-win game for Vikings if they're looking to get promoted this season. Yeah, best of luck to them. Um, right, that's it for part one. Coming up next, we'll be talking netball. 
Welcome back. Now, looking ahead to next weekend, it's going to be a massive one for Guernsey Netball. It's been five years since the last Interinsula on Guernsey soil, but the local showpiece finally returns on the 9th and 10th of March with a two-day schedule culminating in the headline Open A clash. It's a fixture which Jersey have had the better of for some time, but Guernsey's best are definitely hoping to close the gap this year. Well, to look ahead to it, I caught up with Guernsey Netball head coach Sally Carnes. Um, she's been in post for about a year now. In fact, last year's Inters in Jersey were more or less her first assignment. And as she told me, she can't wait to experience the occasion back at Beaux-Ajour. In a way, it almost feels like my first Inters. Um, I think, you know, I've spoken about it before when we went into the last Inters, I really didn't know anyone. I'd been in the job, I think, two weeks and then flew to Jersey <laughs> and I was sat on the bench asking Bridget who played what and everything else. So we're, we're in a position as a squad and certainly as a coaching team where we really know our girls inside out now. We know our players and we know what they can do and we know what they can deliver, which is a great place to be in. But it also puts a bit of pressure on us and, and players and coaches in that, you know, we now have expectations. Whereas last year, I think we just went into it going, let's go play, see what's there. Um, we're now putting out two squads that we know are capable of really good things. So the expectation sits quite heavy on shoulders of, of coaches and players. Yeah, brilliant. But it's That's the <laughs> It's good. It's just really exciting. Good pressure. Um and obviously, it's more than just one game. It's a you know, it is a real festival of netball, isn't it? Across the two days, with with so many age groups involved. Um, but let's just start on the senior um, open A uh, contest. Um, obviously, the headline event. Um, really interesting to see the squads announced and and the fact that we've got so many under nineteens uh, in the Guernsey lineup. Just talk us through your thinking there and and what you can say about those seven young players who've kind of um, yeah forced their way into to the squad. Yeah. So I think probably the first thing to say is that this year has given us the biggest headaches ever. And we've had people who haven't made either squad who have trained with us all year. That's how high the, the level of competition is. Um, certainly for the A's, for the senior A's, it was very much about us putting out the strongest 12, regardless of their age. And the 19s, as we know, they had a fantastic inters last year. They've qualified for regionals and they've been playing week in, week out. But mainly, they've really sort of inserted themselves into the senior program. So they turn up to every camp. They, you know, they are part of that program. And we've really moved away from sort of seeing them as a separate squad. They are just part of our seniors program. So, yes, their age says that there's seven of them in there. But as a whole, those 12 are a backbone of experience with this flair and this youth and this real sort of skill level that's that's up there for those those seven sort of the unders if you like um who also feature in the b squad you know that's that's how good they are they're going to possibly be playing three games across the weekend so um they are a really talented bunch of youngsters but really backed up by the experience that's in that team as well and uh, yeah, as we know, you know, there hasn't been a, an interinsular in Guernsey for, for five years, so that they won't have tasted, um, well, certainly it'll be a while since some of those young players kind of, uh, you know, I suppose it'll be sort of slightly distant memories, you know, if and when they were involved um, in the younger age groups. Absolutely. But but have you, have you got a nice mix of, um, of experience in there as well to kind of, to, to balance it out? 
So I think we, we had the discussion. We've had two camps last month um, just in preparation. And, you know, we were sort of speaking about playing on the show court at Beausajour. And, you know, some of them have played with the 19s at regional. But the last time they played on there with Inters was when they were under 14. So for them, it's, you know, it is a big step up. They'll have had the experience of playing on the on the Saturday in the under 19 squad. So they're bringing that. The experienced girls in there, you know, we've got our leadership team of Donna and Abby, um, who we know can lead from either end. So we've got one in the defensive end and one in the attacking end um, and then sort of the other girls in there are really in there to bring their bring their wisdom you know I sound like I'm talking about them with old bones they're still <laughs> young but um, you know they they really do sort of provide that like I said that spine through the middle and then the the 19s then can um, sort of work in their partnerships around them so you know our shooting circle has a bit of experience a bit of youth in there we've got you know Taylor and Vicky from the 19s who have been playing week in week out but you add in Donna as your captain and it becomes a very different prospect so we're hoping to mix things up a little bit in there and hoping you know that everyone really sort of stays fit between now and then um, and then everyone gets really good court time when we're on over the weekend so very excited to see what they can do. Yeah and looking um, on from afar it seems like things are going well in Jersey as well once again with their senior side I mean yeah they're, they're obviously they're obviously going to offer us a, a serious challenge as they have done for many years um, what, what's your kind of key message that you'll be um, putting across to, to the Guernsey squad ahead of that uh, matchup? So yeah we had quite a long discussion you know I've got a literally a notepad full of notes on what we can and can't do and what they could do and how we play um, I think for us it's now that it'll be the third time we've played them um, in you know sort of since I came on board so we've had we had Inters last year we then played them in the Isle of Man at the inaugural Invitational Games um, and now we're playing them again now we had very clear targets going into the Isle of Man when we were playing them it's a very different squad that's going to meet them now but we look, at the end of the day, everyone wants to go and win. I've said that before on our, on our chats, Tony, but we also are realistic about it. And if we can start to reduce that deficit on our senior A game, um, you know, between sort of what we're scoring and what they're scoring, that's what it's really about for us. So the girls have got a very clear game plan that they have worked really, really hard on. And um, they'll be looking to put that out on court. So really looking at those process goals and making sure that we're doing what we can do and playing the Guernsey way and not trying to really sort of adapt too much to how Jersey play. Um, you know, we've watched videos back, we've done our analysis, we've done the hard work on court. So it's now about them going and putting that out on court and really sort of, like I say, reducing those deficits. You know, probably a good time to mention our B squad in there. Our B squad's probably the strongest B squad we've ever put out. Um, and, you know, they've got they've got very clear targets. I'm not going to say what they are, but they're very different to the A team's targets. Um, and they are really sort of gunning for it. New leadership team of Abby and Holly in there um, who are really sort of drumming up the youth and also the experience in there to really sort of drive them forward couple of new faces who've come into the program when we put out for inters which has been really good so exciting prospects across both squads for probably slightly different reasons and with slightly different targets yeah and there's so many age groups as i said before involved over the weekend you know some really young players um there um he'll get a chance to taste into interaction um but also presumably be watching on um you know as the senior games take place i mean what how important is it that the older players even if they're still under 19, you know, that the senior players um, kind of represent, uh, you know, Guernsey netball well and, and, and sort of, and, and put on a show for, for the youngest. I think it's really important. You know, most of, 
most of the coaches that coach our 11s, our 12s, our 14s, our 16s have come up through the ranks of Guernsey and they know what it's like to go on and put on that green and black shirt, you know, the dress. So it is really, really important that the girls get to see them play, get to see them get. And it's also really important for our sport that we do it. You know, we've got um, Jersey couldn't unfortunately bring any younger ones. So we're doing an under 11 exhibition match. You know, those girls, some of those girls will have never played anybody other than their school team. You know, so it's really, really important for us at all the age groups that we can go out there and really sort of demonstrate that our pathway, that our performance program, that our participation program is developing these youngsters and that they can come in onto that show court with people watching, with streaming, with the press there. You know, and that's a that's a really big step up. And as they come up through the age groups, we need them to have that experience and to play tougher teams because, you know, if you always play who you always play, you're not going to improve. So for me, it's going to be really exciting to get over there. I'm doing a bit of umpiring on the Saturday and um, then to watch our age groups, to watch our vets, to watch our, you know, and then to really see the 19s play on the Saturday. Got a bit of training time after that for the seniors um, and the 14s and the 16s. And then on the Sunday, obviously, the, the sort of main senior day with the 16s playing as well. So hopefully we get a lot of the youth coming in and watching those that Sunday as well, because I know a lot of the seniors are excited to go and watch the youth play on the Saturday. Yeah, great stuff. And obviously you've got, um, you know, quite a wide-ranging netball experience. Um, as we said before, you got your first taste of Inters last year. Uh, now you've kind of looking ahead to this first home home um, uh, occasion. I mean, have you got anything to compare it to in, comes, in terms of previous experience? Is it, is it quite, yeah. did you find it quite special last year? Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, a, it's definitely an island thing. So Shetland <laughs> in the north of Scotland as well. And it's, you know, you get your inter-island. And so it's, you know, no matter what we say to them, that it's not your biggest game, you know, you've got other things to focus on. It absolutely is. And we know that, you know, going out and playing against them is is the pinnacle for some people's, you know, netball sort of season. So it's really exciting. It is when when I'm on the bench, it just feels like any other game. But the noise and the level and, you know, you are playing on a show court and there's, you know, it's a chance for parents to watch their kids play. It's a chance for, you know, grandparents to come and watch them or, you know, friends that they used to play with in school. So it's, it is a really special event. And, you know, the, the Guernsey Netball Association have been working really hard to make sure that it is a special event and that, you know, we, we showcase our sport, but also our island and our facilities and our people. Um, so that's really, really sort of special as well for me. And we mentioned Jersey before. Of course, they're led now by Serena Kirsten, former um, England star. Um, what, what's it like for you as a coach to be sort of uh, on the opposite side of the pitch uh, to her? I think it's probably one of the few times that I get a little bit starstruck. <laughs> um, you know, you, you kind of think, OK, I'm on a level like, you know, I'm coaching Guernsey, you're coaching Jersey, but I'm not. It's Serena, you know. <laughs> and so, um, you know, she's someone that I've grown up watching play netball. So for me, it's, you know, it's great for Jersey that they've got her on board. It's fantastic for the sport that, you know, she's now on the board of England Netball, that she's come back in in a coaching environment. You know, we were half expecting to see her name there on the Vets team, but I don't <laughs> think she has. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, you know, it's an experience for me as well, you know, and, and every time I go out on the bench with Guernsey, whether it be at 19s or whether it be with seniors, I learn something new about the team, about how we play, about what our Guernsey way is. So it's all about that for me. And yeah, there's a little bit of me gets, you know, stars in the eyes, but I just kind of park that and deal with it afterwards and then get really awkward. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, given what she's achieved, which is which is obviously so much, it must be uh, must be amazing for, for all of the players as well involved um, on both Absolutely. both sides of the uh, the fence. Yeah, it's really good. And it's good for us seeing, you know, what someone of that level is coaching. Yes, I'm a high performance coach. You know, I'm the highest qualification I can be, but I've never played international netball. 
and you know I'm seeing ways that Jersey play and I'm thinking oh okay how are you doing that where are you doing that so it is all about learning and it's all about developing and the more we kind of share that knowledge whether it be me watching them do it or you know through coach education and things like that then the better for our sport across not only the islands but across the you know across the land so it's really good yeah and as you say um, you've been in post for a little over a year or around a year now um, when we first spoke uh, when you when you took on the job obviously you, you know you had to get your kind of head around the, the setup and what was going on um, and you seem to do that pretty quickly. We've had the the um, uh, the kind of island games in the Isle of Man, which was great to see. So sort of looking on beyond the intrinsics now, do you feel like your kind of things are really set up now for success in Guernsey Netball going kind of you know into this year and beyond? Yeah, absolutely. I think we've um, we've still got a little bit of work that we need to do around kind of the structure of our age groups and things and where they're competing and what they're competing in. Um, but we've got some, you know, we've got some touring schools coming over. Our 16s were over on the mainland last weekend playing. Um, you know, we've got some some nice competitions coming up. Obviously, the island game, the plan is for that to be um, sort of every two years. So we won't have that next year. Um, so it's just really looking at the moment on setting the plan now. Um, sort of after Inter, as we continue training right through to June. Um, and then we have a break in July for our senior performance and for all of our, our age groups and everything as well. So it's just really looking at the setup, the structure, making sure that we've got the coaches on board, that we're developing the youth coaches as well so that the participation ones are still going. There's just lots of work going on behind the scenes to really sort of, um, I guess, build the the sort of bricks on top of the foundation now so that foundation is set um, and it's now we're kind of onto that first level and just making sure that it's all stable and that having a bit of a review as well I think sometimes we forget to stop and look back on what we've done and, and where we've come you know if we look at what we've done in a year it's been fantastic but have we gone in the right direction have we done so it's we're in that kind of stage after inters now um, and we'll sort of build for next year and see what that brings but definitely feels like it was it was you know when I sat there in the January and, and sort of had the interview and did my coaching sessions and everything definitely feels like it was the right way to go for me and hopefully for Guernsey you know the camp we had last weekend the the buzz the energy the the sort of you know team kind of dynamics and everything the cohesion was absolutely brilliant and you know we've got three girls who we selected as training partners who didn't make it into the squad but they rock up on the Sunday for training as per normal so there, it's a it's a really nice cohesive group that we've got, um, with lots and lots of talent coming out of it. So exciting times going forward as well as sort of reviewing and looking back. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, how are you finding it and the, the kind of setup with being based over there, but but coming and, and doing these camps here? It sounds like it's it's working well. I mean, do, do you see yourself being involved for the foreseeable? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I originally signed a two-year contract, but we've sort of already spoken about extending that and sort of where we go. So, um, there's yeah, lots of lots of kind of talks about how we do it and what's best and sort of everything there are you know there are some you know scary times when I'm over in Guernsey and the flights decide not to fly back on a Sunday and I've got to be back in work on the Monday and <laughs> you know there, there's all sorts of island you know gems that are thrown yeah. out there but as a whole when I'm on the ground coaching it's absolutely brilliant um, so yeah it's working at the moment so you know let's keep it going and build from here good to hear just finally um what what's the hope from the uh the sort of atmosphere on saturday and sunday and the, the whole kind of uh, buzz around the place you, you you're hoping for lots of support down there oh definitely we want you know we want full bleachers we want those seats you know we want standing room only we want people being turned away because there's not enough room now we want everyone to fit in but you know we really want to have that home support and you know it sounds totally cliche to say they are the eighth man 
but they are the eighth man in netball. And we know that home support can really generate extra goals and generate extra pressure in defence for, you know, against opposition. So we're really, really hoping that we get full crowds into Beausajour and sort of support everyone right the way through um, on the Saturday and the Sunday, because I certainly know all the squads are planning on going and watching each other, which is absolutely lovely. Well, we've been waiting for a while for it. So, um, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be very well supported. And uh, yeah, thanks for chatting and best of luck. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Guernsey Netball head coach Sally Carnes speaking to me there. Um, yeah, best of luck to all of the players um, involved um, on the 9th and 10th of March at Beausajour. We'll have full coverage um, more in the paper, I'm sure, next week. And um, yeah, full report from... Uh, from the weekend so uh, yeah that's something to look forward to it has been a while since uh, we've had that fixture and um, yeah Guernsey's top players looking to close the gap on Jersey um, yeah it'll be interesting to see how they go I think we've covered off Gareth most of uh, what is coming up uh, this weekend um, where are you going to be? Um, I've just suddenly realised I should have been clever and pulled rank by going indoors this weekend but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be out basically at the KG5 on, well certainly tonight and maybe over the weekend depending on how the mood takes me if I want to get soaking wet um, but yeah, um, our colleague Jamie Ingrell is going to be um, at St. Samson's High for the 50 metre sprint gala swimming event, which is always a uh, great fun. It's fast and furious, that one, the, the splash and dash, as they call it. And then um, he's also going to be at Beausajour on Saturday afternoon when it's uh, one of the basketball super Saturdays with a double header in men's division one as Skipton play Pistons at three o'clock and Le Monsan take on charges at 4.30. And it's, it's going to be a really interesting title race, that one, just the way the basketball league works that all all four sides are basically within two points of each other um, Skipton are currently leading the way but things could be all, all changed over this weekend yeah we'll have full coverage of that in the paper always lots to read um, yeah you can find it all in the pages of the Guernsey Press uh, over the weekend and next week um, I think we'll leave it there uh, if you are enjoying what we're doing with these podcasts the best way to support us is to pick up a copy of the paper six days a week Monday to Saturday um, and uh, yeah get involved on social media as well and online at GSY Press Sport is the place to go um, we'll have plenty to listen to next week as well um, uh, we'll have Harry Jones as we said on Monday's football pod along with Guernsey assistant coach Kevin Gilligan and um, be great to chat to him and we've got a women's sport special uh, coming up next week as well on this feed so uh, keep an ear out for that um, for now thanks again to Upgrade Fitness thanks to you Gareth and uh, yeah, have a good weekend cheers Tony cheers Tony